Chapter 19 of The King of the Golden City by Mother Mary Loyola. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The King in His Beauty. The time was at hand for that training to come to an end. Whenever the king came now, she had always the same question for him Dear king, will it be today? And his answer was the same always Watch, be ready, for you know not the day nor the hour. I do not say, be getting ready, but be ready. So she tried to have all in order. The little hut was always well swept, the window clean and bright, the jar of wildflowers ready for him when he came. When at daybreak she rose to her day's work, she would cheer herself with the thought, Before evening, maybe, I shall be with him. And at night, as she lay down to rest, she would think, Perhaps before morning he will come. All her work, all her little kindnesses, were done to please him. All her pains and troubles were borne cheerfully for his sake, and to pay her debts here, so that she might be ready to go to him straight, or at least without any long stay in a land of weary waiting. Such was her haste to be with him, to see him in all his beauty, as he was seen in the golden city, that often when evening came and her work was done, she would take her telescope and try to see dimly the gleam of its gold and precious stones and its glistening gates of pearl, and she was saying, Ah, my sweet home Jerusalem, would God I were in thee, would God my woes were at an end, the joys that I might see. She knew that she was not yet beyond the reach of her enemies. Malignus was still busy prowling about, the triflers had not given up hopes of making her one of themselves, yet. And what about self, you will ask? Had Delecta forgotten her? Hardly. It is not easy for that personage to be forgotten long. Poor self, I am not surprised at your being interested in her. Most people are. If we have not heard so much about her of late, it has simply been because there was less to tell. All things considered, she had turned out better than might have been expected. Little by little she learned to know her place, which is saying a good deal for one so inclined to be forward and to give herself airs. True, she was always at hand, but less troublesome, less given to arguing, more easily silenced, than made to do as she was told. She came at length to understand the meaning of that short word, no, and to put up with what it meant, if not with a good grace always, at least with patience. In short, she was better behaved in every respect. Mind you, she had to be watched up to the very end, and every now and then she was caught at her old pranks, but I think we may say that she turned out a credit to her trainer and Delecta looked forward to finding her quite a pleasant companion in the palace of the king. One day the king came to the hut for the last time. It was to fetch the little maid. She had done what he required of her. She had made up her mind to reach the golden city and to be with the king always, at any cost. And so she had let herself be trained by him and by those who held his place, and she had herself helped bravely in the training, as we have seen. And now the work was finished. She was fit to be a princess in his court, and he had come for her. And they went out of the hut together, and down, down into the dark valley that lay between the land of exile and the beautiful land beyond. Terrible things were in that darkness, but the king kept his arm round her and held her fast, that no harm might come to her. They crossed the valley and passed into the beautiful land, and as they neared the golden city, there floated over the gates of pearl a song from within. Lift up your gates, ye princes, and the king of glory shall enter in. And the gates of pearl lifted, and a great radiance streamed out. 
and in the midst stood one whom the little maid knew. His disguise had fallen from him, and there he was, as he had promised she should see him, as she had so longed to see him, face to face. She saw the king in his beauty, and was satisfied. And he brought her into the golden city, and made her welcome there, in return for his many welcomes to the little hut in the days gone by. And when she beheld the crowd of princes and princesses who waited on him, clad in robes of dazzling whiteness, and the majesty and beauty of the king himself, she cried out, O oh, king of glory, how could you have so loved me as to come in your disguise to the little hut far away? Oh, that I had known you better and loved you more. End of chapter 19 Recording by Maria Therese End of The King of the Golden City by Mother Mary Loyola